0: Hello, and welcome to the Tell Me More podcast. NHPA is releasing four episodes of Tell Me More highlighting this year's Young Retailer of the Year honorees in order to further recognize and celebrate them for their contributions to the industry. NHPA would also like to recognize the program's sponsors for their dedication to the independent retailers who are pushing the boundaries of the industry each day. Before we continue the episode, we'd like to bring on Ruben Murado of Epicor to share a few points with our audience about the company and why the team at Epicor believes it's important to sponsor NHPA's Young Retailer of the Year awards. Welcome to the podcast, Ruben.
1: Hi, Renee. Thank you. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you to the uh, NHPA for uh, having us.
0: Of course. We're so happy to have you on board and, um, you know, to get started, I'm sure most retailers I know use Epicor or have heard of Epicor, but um, would love to hear a little bit uh, about Epicor that you could share with those who might not know or who haven't um, had many interactions with Epicor.
1: Great, sure. Epicor is a global software company. Um, our revenue is approximately $1 billion. Uh, kind of exciting, next year will mark 50 years of uh, doing business. Uh, the markets that we serve are manufacturing, distribution, automotive, lumber and building supply. And of course, where we cross paths with the NHPA is with independent hardware and paint retailers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and I always love, um, we'll be getting back to booths soon at the markets, and I always love going to the Epicor booth. You guys have a great booth at, at all of the shows I've been to, so.
1: Yeah, fantastic. We, uh, we get to see uh, a lot of excellent customers, of course, and uh, some prospective clients as well, and just a lot of folks like yourself that are just have been in the industry for a long time that we get a chance to partner with, so we're looking forward to it as well.
0: Definitely. So um, do you mind maybe sharing just a little bit about some of the company's values and how that might tie into our industry as well?
1: Oh yeah, the, uh, values are, are, are certainly important. Uh, well, the one thing of course is passion. We, uh, we have a passion for uh, not only the markets that we serve but our customers and uh, just in general uh, with each other as employees. Uh, service, so customer service is critical. Uh, integrity, do what we say we're gonna do, right? Teamwork, excellence, and, uh, and innovation, which will tie in uh, to what we're gonna be talking about here shortly.
0: Great. Well, I w- that kind of moves right on to our next point, but do you mind maybe telling us a little bit about um, kind of the, the decision for Epicor to really support and, and be involved with the Young, Ta- Young Retailer of the Year uh, program every year?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Renee, you kind of you you brought it up uh, in your intro, which is uh, you know, young retailers. uh, Certainly, we need them. They bring in fresh blood. They bring in new ideas. uh, That innovation spirit, and that's how I said I would tie it into our last passion. And 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 certainly, we want to support them to uh, continue. Uh, not only pushing us, but pushing the industry in general to be better. Right? We we need that the those people with a different perspective, a different idea, especially for us old dogs.
0: Definitely. Well, we really and, do. And I was
1: saying old dogs. Old dogs being me. Yeah.
0: Well, we do. We really appreciate it. And and every year, it's just always so inspiring to see what these retailers are doing. And it wouldn't be possible without sponsors like Epicor. So again, uh, we just want to thank you again for your support of this program. And I'm sure the retailers that have been uh, honored are also appreciative as well.
1: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: Before we continue the episode, we'd like to bring on Bill Sokol of Fastener to share a few points with our audience about the company and why the team at AeroFastener sponsors NHPA's Young Retailer of the Year Awards. Welcome to the podcast, Bill.
2: Hi, Renee. It's great to be here. Thanks.
0: Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, So I think just to get started, do you mind maybe sharing a little bit about AeroFastener with our listeners and kind of tell them about the company?
2: Sure. Arrow Fastener has uh, been in business since 1929, so we're in our 90, what would that be, our 92nd year of business. Uh, we, we were started by a guy named Morris Abrams, who actually started the company when he was just 21 years old. And over the years, we've built a range of iconic fastening products including the famous T-50 staple gun, T-50 staples. We make glue guns and rivet tools and a whole range of products.
0: Great. Yeah. Um, and I'd love to hear a little bit more about maybe some of the the values that the company has. Um, just maybe share us a little bit about the people that you work with and that are part of the organization. Sure.
2: Sure. Um, you know, stapling is a it's been around for a long time. It's a really mature category. But one of the things we pride ourselves on is driving new solutions and new innovations and, and new ways to look at the category. So really, when you talk about our culture and our values, um, innovation is really at the core of that. Uh, We also have deep connected roots to our customer base as well. So we don't just innovate things in a background. We spend a lot of time out in the field with end users. We spend a lot of time with our customers, understanding what everybody wants, what everybody sees, what everybody needs.
0: Great. Um, and so kind of building off of that, I'd love to hear, you know, maybe a little bit about um, Aero Fasteners' commitment to the industry through by sponsoring the Young Retailer of the Year uh, program and these and these awesome nom- nominees that we um, are recognizing in 2021.
2: Sure. Uh, well, we sponsor this program quite simply because the independent hardware channel is just really crucial to our business. And we've been a part of it now for decades and decades. Our business was actually built long before there was any such thing as a big box store. Our roots go way back into the part of the channel. So this is a really important part of the business for us. We really like the Young Retailers Program because it represents the the future of this industry. And and it kind of represents what we do too. We're in a mature category, independent hardware channel has been around for a long time. And these young retailers are really looking for ways to push the envelope, to do new things, different things, to do things better, um, and it aligns very nicely, with, you know, what we try to do as a company. Mm.
0: Yeah, well, again, I just want to say thank you for um, on behalf of NHPA for uh, sponsoring this program, sponsoring these these great um, individuals, especially the ones here in 2021 who, um, you know, attending, attending or, or learning more about them. is always so fascinating. So I hope you get a chance to hear the episode and um, just thank you again for your support. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast, Alexandria and Jonathan. So happy to have you guys on. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, of course. So first off, I'd love to get a little background on both of you and introduce uh, you to your kind of introductions to the industry. But um, Alexandria, you were named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree for the under $2 million in sales category. Um, you're the manager of Treats General Store and the fifth generation in your family to run the business. Can you tell us just a little bit about the family business? And obviously your introduction probably started from a very young age, but did you think you'd always be part of it? Just give us kind of the background and, and your career within, within your family business.
4: Yes. um, As you said, I've kind of always been in and out of the business growing up. It's been around it my whole life. Um, During high school, I would work there. Um, After school, during summer vacation, same when going to university and the such. Um, And then I moved away for a while and I came back and I was actually going to school and working in the grocery part. And I always thought... um, Yeah, I like the grocery industry. It's fast paced. I liked it. There is a hardware store attached to it. And at the time I was going to school, an opportunity came up to work in the hardware department. And I took it because it worked with my school schedule at the time. And it was really flexible and stuff like that. And I really liked it. And it was the first year was really a challenge um, because I had no idea about anything hardware related. So um, it was a struggle at first, but as I caught on to it and I got different mentors and I worked with my family members um, who were really able to help me out and guide me in the right direction, um, it became a lot more interesting and, and something I wanted to continue to pursue. And so I've sort of, I graduated and then sort of stayed in this industry and used what I learned in school to kind of apply it to this position right now.
0: That's great. Uh, Jonathan, you were named a Young Retailer of the Year honoree for the over $2 million in sales category. And uh, you joined the company in 2008 at 17, and you were working on the product assembly and, and delivery. Um, do you think when you look back at that summer job you took that you would have predicted what was to come? Maybe just tell us about your journey uh, working for the store in school and then deciding to pursue a full-time career in the industry.
3: Well, yeah, when I first started, I definitely didn't think it would be pretty much anything i mean ace hardware tech my specifically w- was one of those stores that you didn't get in unless you knew somebody so mm-hmm. um after a baseball game playing against the owner's son to which i can proudly <laughs> say we beat them she oh. said i should put in an application and um yeah very much the next week i started and just kind of fell in love with the fast pace kind of like uh, was mentioned before and it was always something different even though it's similar like you may always hear a plumbing project or building this grill um it it was always something different each day that i was learning and 13 years later it's still the same the same way um mm-hmm. but you know i really didn't think it was going to going to turn into what it is now or that i'd ever envision being uh the manager for this company um i just kind of thought it would be a stepping stone to whatever else and um lord, lord behold this is where he had me uh, in his plans so but yeah going to mm-hmm. school and She let me go to New York and attend um, college out there and come back and work through the summers and uh, attended a police academy. And all the while, she just kind of sat back and let me uh, make my own decisions, uh, she being our owner, Alicia. And Mm -hmm. I told her I was kind of thinking about pursuing things here at the company, Uh, closed closed the door, and here we are later. (laughs) So she's pretty excited about it, and so was I.
0: Yeah, that's great. Well, it sounds like it really worked out. And and like you said, you know, you'd gone through school, but your owners were really like supportive and, and let you continue to work there um, throughout. And so it's kind of like when you found out this actually is something I want to continue doing, I don't want to say goodbye. It just made sense. It sounds like.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's one of those that never really wants to pressure somebody into anything. She wants them to make their own decision. So yeah. she kind of let me in my own roundabout way realize that this is what I really wanted to do.
0: Definitely. So, um, both of your stores are kind of in different parts of the country and serve different customer bases. Um, do you each mind maybe sharing a little background on the communities you serve and maybe the types of products or niches you specialize in?
4: Well, for our store, because we're located in California, um, we don't really have a specific niche in where we are in California. We could kind of, um, have products for all seasons, so so fortunately it's it's the good and the bad for us because mm-hmm. we have to have absolute or try to have absolutely everything and you can't have everything um but we're not just a seasonal store which is really nice so so for us it's really transitioning from season to season um is what keeps us busy and keeps us on our toes for the most part and and it's nice and i mean in california so it's, we always have stuff going on um, that we can use. So there's not really one specific area that, that we focus on. And because we're attached to a grocery department as well, we can bring in the home goods and, and stuff as well um, in that respect. So mm-hmm. we're kind of a, a catch-all kind of store where we're located.
0: Yeah, that's great. What about you, uh, Jonathan?
3: Well, seeing as we're located in northeast Indiana, um, I mean, we kind of get all of the seasons as well. Um, But Mm -hmm. one of the nice things we have going for us is our county is actually the fastest growing county in the state. So we've had a lot of uh, new additions as far as people just moving in and building and looking to improve what's already here. So Mm -hmm. luckily, we've already been here for so long that we're established and ready to take a hold of that. But at the same time, we're really kind of rural, but also 20 minutes away from the second largest city in Indiana, which is Fort Wayne. So we kind of get a hit hit both whether it's farming or those in the city life but as far as a a true niche I mean we've kind of just latched on to the best brands kind of like um steel and um Weber and Traeger Big Green Egg some of those Mm -hmm. more outdoor related things lately yeah and it's really paid off well well for our business so far but yeah I kind of kind of agree that's hard to narrow down one specific thing it kind of depends which quarter of the year you come what we're really trying to focus in on, or I mean, right now it's early, but canning is the big thing in our store right now.
0: Sure, sure. Okay, so can each of you maybe talk about some of the improvements or successes you've brought to both Treats General Store and Tetmeyer Ace Hardware? Is there any specific things that you're the most proud of? Obviously we covered a lot of that from you being honored, but I'd love to know what kind of stands out to you of things that you're like really proud of accomplishing.
4: I think for, for my store at Treats General Store, the biggest thing has been the educational program that we've implemented to really help our employees um, mm-hmm. gain product knowledge in order to better help customers. It's been able to help us grow um, as a store and grow a better customer base, um, but also help to hire employees within our community and, and help them become knowledgeable about products and be able to help others in the community as well. So I think that's the one, the number one factor for me that has been... Um, the thing I'm most proud of because we continue to work on this educational system, working with different um, vendors and different stores to really help continue our product knowledge. Yeah. Jonathan, what about you?
3: Well, when I came on, I mean, having worked here for a while, uh, you kind of see the things that need to be improved, I would say. So we kind of focused first on policy and procedure. Then we already had a really good base of people and then we kind of went to the products so I mean one of the things that I say I'm most proud about is um, acquiring steel so we tried for close to a decade to to secure them as as -hmm. one of our prime vendors and within I think it was 10 months of coming on we became a full-fledged steel dealer and in 2018 we're actually the regional retailer of the year for steel
0: oh that's awesome congrats
3: yeah thank you but it's been a huge uh, blessing for us and it just continues to grow. I mean, we've had the double service department back there, but that's probably one of the, like the highlights here as far as um, things that we brought to the store. But with the community, I mean, we're blessed that that we can kind of have a scholarship program that somebody from 4-H um, is able to earn and help mm-hmm. them out with their education or partnering with the huma- humane shelter that's local to us. It kind of depends on the need. So we don't have one specific thing we look for, whether it's a, you know, a poker run that's helping out somebody who's struggling with cancer, or an addition to a school, we're just kind of looking for whatever the next opportunity is to kind of get invested and get behind somebody who really has a passion for whatever they're doing.
0: Yeah, and that kind of goes on. My next question is kind of talking about some of the things your operation does in your communities. So it sounds like you're doing a lot at Tetmeyer. What about what are some of the things maybe Treats um, has been doing? I know the pandemic was really uh, a struggle for a lot of people, but I read a little bit about your story, Alexandria, and some of the things you were doing. Do you want to maybe speak on that and some of the other things you do in your community?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to Jonathan in, in, in the respect that it's not particularly one thing. It's kind of what what's sort of happening in the moment and how we can help people within our community at the moment. And being such a small community, especially during the pandemic, um, we ran out of a lot of supplies, particularly in grocery, and the panic set in. So... I would go out and I would go to other big box stores and try to, to fill the need of the supply and bring them back within our community. So people wouldn't have to travel that elderly mm-hmm. wouldn't have to go out or do home deliveries and stuff like that. Um, but it's the same as Jonathan, you know, you kind of get behind people who are really passionate about what they do and how can we help them pursue their goal and their dream within this community or push them beyond the community to be successful and whatever it is they want to do outside of our community and how maybe that can eventually come back and will help our community, but really just being there as a support for each other.
0: Sure, sure. Um, So the NHPA, we were formerly known as NRHA for over 120 years, but we've been serving independent retailers for a long time. Um, How were each of you maybe introduced to the association? Um, I'm sure you have different levels of involvement, but maybe tell me about your introduction to us and if it was this, like, um, were there things that that you appreciate or things that you've utilized for the association. I know some people I've talked to over the years don't realize that Hardware Retailing Magazine and NHPA are connected. So I'm always curious.
3: For me, it was the Hardware Retail Magazine. So um, we've subscribed for years to that. And basically after our owner gets to reading it, it goes downstairs in the break room and anybody who wants to partake can do so. And it was always neat to read about the other stores or products that were coming out and then, especially the articles talking about the young retailers of the year and just thinking, wow, that would just be extremely neat. And then hearing back about um, the training program that is actually offered. So the management certification process or program um, basically applied for that and was accepted and able to attend. So that really opened my eyes to the NHPA and what they have to offer to, you know, not just my store, but so many others and kind of opened my eyes that it's not a our store, our organization against the world, but it's, you know, small retail against the big
0: retail. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I remember you, when did you go through the retail management certification program? Cause I feel like I've probably interacted with you in the past when you were in the class. I'm trying to remember what year that would have been.
3: Uh, It was 2019 as well. Well, 2018 would be the year. So I finished in March 8th of 2019
0: were so. you in the class that was like there was like 13 or 14 of you so it was kind of a smaller group but everyone was like really close
3: i believe that was us because it was the year after cody had gone through
0: sure yep yeah i remember that now
3: yeah,
0: yeah i do not remember
3: his last name but
0: yeah i think i cody Gutner. he's been he's been on my yes. podcast three years in a row he's my my most featured person it's funny but um <laughs> Uh Alexandria, what about you? What was your introduction to the association?
4: It was very, uh, almost exactly the same as Jonathan. It was through the hardware retailing magazine um, that sort of just got passed down. And then um, eventually it landed on my desk and somebody said, oh, you should thumb through this. It's really good information. And so I, I did. And then I started actually getting the magazines um, monthly, which has been a real big help and then um my sales representative actually told me about one of the town hall meetings it was something um that was we were trying to address um as a business and I don't remember quite what it was on but he's like oh you should attend this town hall meeting it would be really good um for you to get this info and so we did and like Jonathan said it's just been a great knowing that there's a community of hardware retailers out there who are willing to support you outside of true value outside of ace outside of um everybody else so it's it's really nice to have the other independent retailers that you can really rely on and ask questions and really have a community outside sure yeah
0: that's awesome yeah, and I always like to tell people, I've probably said it so many times, but I kind of view us as like the Switzerland of the industry because, you know, we kind of try and bring people <laughs> from from all different, uh, they have all different flags they fly, whether it's ACE or True Value or Do It Best or Orgle or whatever else, Flesh mines, And um, it's nice because you come together with us either through a virtual event or in person or just different different things. And it's really about bringing everyone together no matter what they might stand behind so it's it's special but um can each of you maybe talk about what it was like to be nominated and then selected as 2021 young retailer of the year honorees um what was it like to be nominated and then also were you surprised to to be, be named an honoree um
3: it was one of those things reading through and like i mentioned before kind of looking at, at all these other retailers who had won and the accomplishments they had and thinking okay wow, you know, th- these are some great men and women of the industry. And I talked to my wife about it and said, you know, I just think it would be really cool to be recognized as one of those individuals. And she said, well, why not, why not apply? And I said, well, you have to be nominated. And she said, well, just nominate yourself. And so I thought about it for several months. And then on literally the day of closing, I thought, if I don't do this, I'm always going to regret that I never reached out and tried. Yes. So with the, the blessing of of our owner and my wife Um, that we sent in the nomination and yeah, to be honest, getting the call from Scott Wright, who was one of the the trainers at the management program, uh, it was a huge surprise. I don't think anybody around me could could, uh, see that I I was smiling and just super excited about the opportunity. And yeah, truth be told that every time we have something like this, I'm still in shock that I get to be one of these individuals.
0: Yeah,
4: yeah. What about you, Alexandria? Yeah, it was sort of the same situation, and it's just, it it came on as a a big surprise, and it was just, um, like Jonathan said, you're kind of still in shock that that you're actually nominated and be able to be recognized among the best in the industry across the nation, Um, so for me, I mean, it's the same sort of feeling, it's just, you always wonder, are you going to be somebody who can be like these other individuals who have won in the past before? Am I good enough? am I doing a good enough job in my industry um, to be recognized? And so, so the shock of winning is always exciting and, and overwhelming um, and, and a huge blessing and be like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe, you know, the hard work that I have done and, and continuing to do it is being recognized. And I'm greatly appreciative of.
0: Yeah. Well, and honestly, I think after the year we've had, it's been, it's, it's nice to be able to have something that's like, you know, showcasing hardworking, essential business owners like yourselves or retailers and just kind of recognizing all the hard work you've been doing. And I think the cherry on top will be when you get to meet your fellow uh, 2021 honorees in, in Las Vegas in October. So we'll be excited to have you guys get together and at the National Harbor Show and our all industry conference and, and get to meet, which will be really fun.
4: Yes, I'm looking forward to it.
3: <laughs> greatly.
0: Yeah. So, um, what kind of advice would you, would either of you give to other young retailers in the industry who are maybe listening to this episode and thinking about, you know, maybe I want to apply next year or if someone's maybe listening, who has someone in mind that they think would be a good fit and they could nominate them, what would you say to someone who's considering it?
4: Do it. Cause you just never know. You never know. Um, How your hard work is making an impact in your community, how well you're doing within the industry um, overall, and how your nomination could potentially influence other individuals like my store. Who I've looked at other individuals in the past and who I'll be looking to in the future as to how I can change the direction of my store or what I can do to improve it. Yeah. Jonathan, what do you think?
3: I'd echo the sentiment of, yeah, go for it. Cause I mean, you never really know where the ceiling is until you try and jump and reach it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, looking at all those who have gone through before or this year, I mean, everybody can have a banner year or a banner decade. And so you just never know when yours is. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other thing I guess is to realize that, you know, each of us have incredible teams and for me realizing, Hey, I am just surrounded by an incredible group of men and women who have really made this company what it is today. So yeah, I get to be the tip of the spear, but we're all part of this, this weapon in, in retail. And so I'm glad that I get to be recognized, but also kind of shed some of that spotlight on all the hard work they've done too.
0: Definitely. So um, kind of to wrap up the episode, is there anything else either of you wanna share with our listeners, any, any goals or things that uh, your companies are, are focusing on now moving forward?
3: I mean, for, so for our location, we're kind of looking at, at viewing as getting back to normal after the pandemic of more opportunities to get out and about in the community. So sure. um, we have the 4-H fair coming up this summer that we're going to be full force into. And then for 2022, we're excited for some, uh, without giving away too much information, but rather large community-based functions to kind of get cool. people out and get them more educated on barbecue or home improvement or preservation. Um, so we're just really looking forward to, helping to facilitate some opportunities to get people back together for productive yeah. t- things in our community. But otherwise, no, we're, we're just excited to be here. And uh, as things continue to grow, we're glad that we can be in, in this industry that's doing so well uh, post pandemic.
4: Great. Great. Absolutely, absolutely Sharon, the same as Jonathan. And we're just excited to be getting back to what we would consider normal again and yeah. getting back to our community living once more definitely
0: well thank you both for your time this afternoon uh, really enjoyed getting to to share your story with our listeners and um i'm i look forward to meeting you both in las vegas thank you very much
3: yeah thank you so much